about that music once again we're live making you feel good like you know it would the andre the beast crazy show with my co-host yolanda in the house hey 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 <laughs> how you doing boo guys subscribe <laughs> like share and comment because we want to hear from you you know what I like doing this live stuff because, you know, it's not rehearsing. If we screw up, who cares? You just got to keep it moving. <laughs> you just got to keep it moving. You know what? This, this, the guest that we're about to have, let me, let me bring her on the right way because I'm looking at this resume and I am literally blown away. <laughs> blown away. This is the real deal. But just think about something. I, and you know what? I never even thought about it like this. You we just all, didn't think I knew powerful people, did you? That's, that's what it really is. That's Tell why you're truth. on the show. You know, we got <laughs> remember people like, subscribe, review, <laughs> and <laughs> we, share. We are live, 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 live. This young lady had. I like the way her bio started out because she was like, can't nobody tell your story but you. And I, mm. I, I like that concept because that's the beast frame of mind. Don't tell my story. Let me tell my story. There you go. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. I'm looking at this bio and you got to realize there's always somebody behind these these celebrities that we look at. That's right. Such as uh, So So Deaf, Jermaine Dupree. Ursher, which I told you the story on how I met Ursher. We get into uh, that. Sure. In. Where are you going, Ursher? You, you sound make me like want to be church. the one man. <laughs> Outcast. I mean, the list is is crazy. But somebody had to help these navigate these these celebrities to where they are. And today on the show, we have a young lady who can tell her story on how she not only inspired these individuals, but how she. Took their careers and, and took it to the next level. You're not going to take it over right now. Absolutely. This is a dear friend of mine today. Miss <laughs> Tasha Robinson White is with us in the house, house, house. Tasha, welcome. What's up, T? Lady T. You know, hey, guys. What's yes. Up? What's happy up? to have her. When you talk about really having the opportunity to work with heavy hitters in the entertainment industry, when you talk about truly being the right hand to some famous people, Floyd Mayweather and others working at LaFace Records, this lady is phenomenal. She has had a successful career making other people successful. And she's getting ready to tell her story. That's right. On the number one podcast, the Andre DeBee Show. You know, I got to toot my show, own horn. Show, show. <laughs> it, in so in Tasha, our hearts and minds. <laughs> That's all right. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to believe it as though it's so. Speaking into existence. That's right. She is now the CEO and founder of Vanguardian Global, a company that will blow your mind. She's going to tell us about it, but she has had definitely a journey that is yeah. worth hearing. Tasha, welcome to the show. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you. Thank you guys both for having me here today. Absolutely. So, Tasha, we're just going to start off. Uh, you know, I think at, at this point, we need to just let you help the viewers understand a little bit about who you are, because you're fascinating, to say the least. Beyond you know? fascinating. <laughs> so just share a little of your story. Yeah. Well, you kind of talked about it in the beginning of the show. I um, I have contributed to quite a few major um, influencers in the world. Um, I can't say I did it alone. Obviously, um, there was many, many teams and I those that work behind the scenes um, like myself that contributed to some of these major um, influencers careers. Um, Floyd Mayweather, um, I did work with LaFace Records, um, even taking it over to the business side, Brad Sugars just to name a few. Mm -hmm. um, I am a mother, I'm a wife I've been married with my husband for 26 years. Yes, yes. Uh, I, res I reside in Las Vegas. I am an author. Um, I did I wrote and self-published my first book in 2014, Right Hand 
hand to the champ, 13 lessons that changed my life. And that does pivot around my time working with the champ, Floyd Mayweather. However, the book is not all about Floyd. It's really about me and my challenges and my wins and my lessons. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and I'm excited to be here today. And um, I am now uh, the Vanguard of Vanguardian Global. And that is my most recent business venture. And um, I think that's the one that I'm pouring all my love into. All right, all right. We like it. Yes, that is so, awesome. But I want to go back a little bit because, uh, you know, I remember hearing you tell your story one time about how you moved to Atlanta and then got your internship and that sort of thing. So help the people know, because, I mean, you making it sound like we all can just work with Usher and, and you know, the, the Rileys and the Outcast. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not that it's not easy. easy. Right. <laughs> so you making it sound like, oh, yeah, I just work with them. But tell us how that came to be and how you went down that path. So I'm originally from Lansing, Michigan. Um, after high school, I decided to go to Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, to the HBCU. Right. <laughs> so during my time in Atlanta, I lived and I was surrounded by so many um, young celebrity, well, young artists that were really kind of just getting started. So I was around the Jermaine Dupree when he was, you know, in his basement putting beats together. He actually, he was a dancer. Him and my husband went to high school together and they danced together in talent shows, etc. Um, I met my husband down there and of course he was amongst all those people at that particular time. I was a girl in school. He, they were they were the fun crew and I was like, do I want to go to school or do I want to be with the fun crew, you know, do I want to, you know, what am I trying to do here? Um, I was really intrigued about um, working, what it took to become um, the next level artist, you know, mm -hmm. what I seen their grind, I seen their hustle, I watched um, Second Nature before they were TLC, mm -hmm. um, just so you guys know, before Escape was Escape, like these people, I knew these people, and I watched them grind, and I watched them hustle, and then I met a guy named Ian Burt who is a good friend of mine, I call him my big brother. And if you know anything about Ian Burt, he is, he's got the Midas touch. He has um, touched many artists out there, Outkast, Arrested Development, India Irie, TLC. I mean, the list goes on, Escape. So Ian recognized talent in me and he said, hey, I want you to come work with me. Um, he gave me my first industry job working with him in Escape. Um, from working with Escape, I seen and I took notice at LaFace Records, and there was an internship that was an opportunity. I jumped at it um, and got in there, and I worked with some of the best in the business today. And I have to say that because when I say the best in the business, I'm not talking about the artists. I'm talking about the people that work behind the scenes. Okay. The Shanti Doss, the Sherry Rileys, the Billy Woodruff. And if you guys Google any of these names, you know these people have make are still making impact today. Yes. Chelsea yes. Gray. I mean, it's so the list goes on. So whereas everyone sees Outcast and, and TLC and Usher and Tony Braxton, you know, um, behind those artists was a group of people that I highly respect, and I was amongst. Exactly. And um, that was that was that was great. And I got to shout out my boy Tommy Henderson too, because yep, he yep. was over there as well. And, and you I know already he's know that's indie. a homeboy. Yes, yes. I know that's a homeboy, <laughs> but yeah, Tommy was like my big brother. Like he was very, he was always in my ear, yeah. just kind of. You know, when you're an intern, you're kind of like the runt, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of running around doing learning the ropes. a little bit of everything, yep. you know, and, and I didn't take it like that. I was a sponge. I was like, yes, put me over in video production. Sure, I'll do artist development. I'm there because you got to outwork them as an intern and to anyone out there that's trying to be an intern to go to the next level. Just go in there and just know whatever you do, you need to outwork the next person. Okay, that is a word. You hear me? Now, mm -hmm. did that, did that, did she spelled, look, I'm speechless. Hustle. <laughs> Tasha, I mean. out of all of those, <laughs> out of all those job opportunities, which one really caught your attention during your, during your time uh, with trying to figure out which, which direction you wanted to go? You mentioned the different fields yes. in the entertainment. Which one really took you? The one that really was, um, I really enjoy artist development. Mm -hmm. 
Was and it? That's that's the beginning stages of, you know, before the artist is really who you see out there on the stage or who you hear in the interview right. or who you, you see in the magazine. How do they get to getting to that brand and getting to be so visible and then that really stuck out and i was able to work with a lady named devette singletary may she rest in peace but she put a lot of trust in me um being her intern i mean this lady they called her the mama at LaFace records okay and, um and i really took uh interest there because you know, before Tony Braxton was wearing those fabulous dresses and stuff, there was so much that went into her even getting into that dress, right. you know, or even TLC, you know, they're taking that spin off of, um, you know, with left eye burning down the house or things of that nature and spinning these stories and, and making it work for the brand for that the they were building, not you were taking a brand builder. Negative. You yes. were the brand builder. Now that I'm thinking about this, it hit me when you, I said you were the brand, you know, I'm the brandthropist. So when yes. you think about these things, but I, you, didn't, I didn't have an, I didn't really have a title for exactly. it. You know what I'm saying? I just knew it felt really good seeing them go from these different stages and what it took to take them from A to B to Z. You know what I'm saying? So I really enjoyed that part. I also enjoyed the marketing and promotions. I mean, getting out there, touching the people, you know, connecting with the radio DJs, et cetera, and, and getting their feedback and seeing where it would go if you talk to the right person ah. and knowing how to connect with the there right person. Go. Okay. So connecting, collaborating, and being creative, I think that was always in me. I am just now, and that's scary, y'all. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, Tasha. I'm just now really recognizing that yeah. part. Tasha, speaking speaking of that, let me ask a question: What was that most challenging uh, client that you had to deal with? Speaking of the TLC, Andre you trying Rising. Trying to get her to t dish no, the no, dirt. No. See how you yeah, we want names first and last. <laughs> how, how how did you? How was how difficult was that to really clean up and keep her? Because Usually when that came out, people were had their own perception, but it's your job now to take that chaos, that pandemic, still keep TLC going. Yes. So that wasn't my job alone. Like they, we had a whole staff. Remember mm -hmm. at that point I was an intern and I yeah. also was Lisa's friend, okay. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there was two sides of the spectrum I was looking at, you know what right. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But all we knew, you know, the label obviously was looking at, you know, protecting the group, protecting right. their image That's and right. doing the best that they could. Um, but I also was a personal friend of hers as well. So, you know, just, and I was young too, so we were yeah. just trying to figure it out. We they were was having fun, honey. What need. you talking about? Yeah, they was having yeah. fun. I don't know what you, you know, talking about. Was, we at the club trying to get it. That group, that group, they they took a lot. They owned it, and they they took it to the next level. That's just like you know telling your own story. Right. You know, Ooh. she she had to get in front of it before she let everybody else get tell her it. story. Lisa knew that. Right. See, she, you know, that's branding. If you don't tell oh. your story, somebody else will, and it might be risky. That's why you're on okay. the show. That's, okay. why, that's why she's sitting here, and I'm sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. So when you think about that part of your life, and somehow you managed to transition to from Atlanta to Vegas, take us right. to that transition and where that led. So um, working at LaFace, interning at LaFace, I knew, you know, there was going to be a ceiling there for me. Um, and I wasn't really moving as fast as I thought I should have been moving at mm -hmm. that particular time. But then I was like, I, I wanted to, to swing a little bit with no boundaries. I wanted to check out some new things. My parents left Michigan and moved to Las Vegas, um, in 95 or 94. And then I hadn't visited them. So I'd been a little homesick from my parents and I knew Vegas was untapped and everyone used to say, well, Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world. Well, I never seen us, us in Vegas really do anything since Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? So I didn't know what that looked like, but I was like <laughs> willing to go out there and explore it. So when I moved to Las Vegas, um, the strip was not the same strip that you guys see today in 2021. Nightclubs were not inside the hotel casinos. There were maybe three or four standalone nightclubs here, the drink, Utopia, and maybe a couple others. So um, when I came, I was like, how am I going to untap here? What am I going to do? I, I knew I was going to be innovative. I knew I was going to put myself in a position to make something grand happen. I just didn't know exactly what that would have been. 
And so when my husband, at the time, my boyfriend, he flew out to convince me to come back to Las Vegas. And I was like, nope. I like I convinced me to come back to Atlanta Atlanta. and I was like, nope, I'm staying. And if you love me, you're going to stay, too. (laughs) No, not at all. And as a matter of fact, but what do you have to answer to later? We're here. Yeah. And we actually when he came out, you know, we got married. I had a baby, et cetera. And then the Billboard Music Awards was coming to Las Vegas and it hadn't been to Las Vegas before. And I knew this because of my relationships at LaFace mm-hmm. Records and my relationships in the music industry. I knew this way before even some people in Las Vegas knew it was coming. So I got a leap on it. So we went and rented out a nightclub on a Monday. Everyone looked at me crazy. The nightclub owner was like, why are you wanting to, you know, yeah, you can, it's, it's no business on Monday. Yeah. You can rent our club out. Here's $2,000. Just rent the club out. So we rented the club out knowing that the billboard music awards was coming like four months later, but they didn't know that. Right. So when he got a whiff of all of that, of course he double charged me, told me I needed to bring another $2,000 in because he didn't believe that all these celebrities were coming to this event. He didn't, you know, he didn't know me. So, you know, he upped it a little bit. So I paid the additional $2,000. So it was $4,000 to rent the nightclub out. And of course I'm on the phone with Jonata Patton, which is Usher's mom. I'm on the phone with my <laughs> friends at LaFace. I'm on the phone with Billboard. I'm on the phone with everybody that's affiliated with Billboard and I'm hustling. I'm like, Hey, we're having a party. Um, it's the only party that's going on. I talked to Billboard themselves. Like it was going down and we handed out <laughs> flyers. We, we did everything we needed to do. And the night of this party, not only did Usher show up, not only did Queen Latifah, Garth Brooks, like I'm talking the whole billboard came over to our event. And at that point, instantaneously, Kevin and I made it a name for ourselves. Like these promoters came in and they hit hard and this is what happened. And guess what? We didn't pay one artist to come. Not one. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not one. It was all on relationships. And um, and that's how it was. And that, that night, I actually met Floyd Mayweather, who actually was underage, trying to get in my <laughs> nightclub. And I was like, I don't know who you are, but that's not about to happen. You didn't check, you did, you did check his ID? <laughs> yeah, you I didn't care who he was. She didn't let him in. Coincidentally, he knew the the nightclub owner, so he was able to get in. And my DJ at the time was really good friends with his uncle. So, you know, he came in and we kind of side eyed each other. Like, I'm like, don't you start no trouble over here dressed (laughs) up like a grown man. You know what I'm saying? He's looking at me like, whatever, girl, you don't know who I am. But yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> and so funny. we had a successful party. Um, and at that point, a lot of people started to connect with us in the city. Like, okay, they're official. They know celebrities. They know, you know, they make good moves. We keep, you know, our business is clean. Um, we're not out here, you know, saying things that are not true. We're, we're just telling the truth and, and bringing great positive energy. And that's how we kind of started here in Las Vegas. And we decided that this would be the spot for us, you know? And um, it seems like right after that, my husband started getting, now we lived in Atlanta with TLC. We lived in Atlanta with Monica. But when we when we moved away, and he was a dancer then, but when we moved away, it seemed like he became more in demand. So now he's going on tours and he's, he's traveling and, you know, they're seeking out Kevin out here where everyone else is in Atlanta practicing. So we kind of positioned ourselves and we didn't know what we were doing at the time, but we, we played a little chess It there. worked. Tarsia, yeah, do you it have, worked. do you have, um, did you have, did you start having any, um, uh, not ill feelings, but did you really want did, did you try to find a way to collaborate both your new venture in Vegas and then still bring the traditions and the 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 hoopra from Atlanta to Vegas? Absolutely. I wanted to bring the ATL everything to Vegas. I knew yeah. eventually it would happen. And, and look at it, 20-something years later, Usher's out here. He's bringing it now. Yeah, you know? for real. I, but I ain't gonna lie. I laid the foundation. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> and you know what? That's what I love. Claim your stake. Because one of the things I can tell you about her, and I, you know, for full transparency, know her personally, right? right. And, uh, but, but she spent a lot of time behind the scenes, as she shared, really elevating people's careers. And, you know, we'll talk about it in a little 
little bit about how I think I was even instrumental in helping her to flip that script and instead of being behind the scenes of people and elevating them, get in front of it. Why don't you get tell in, me get in what front you told me in the car get in front about of her? Well, I want to talk about, uh, well, we want to talk about Floyd Mayweather a little bit because, you know, that one chance meeting ended up turning into her really working for him for a long time. So let's talk yes. that story right. and then we'll flip it. So, okay. so can you tell how that kind of came about in your, your experience and working with him for several years, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Yes. So um, we met briefly in passing at my party and maybe a month later, I ran to Floyd at a reggae club. It was my birthday. I was celebrating my friends and him and his friend, um, Sean Tyler, they came in and they were, uh, they were still too young to be in the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he came over and he's trying to buy me and my friends drinks. And the DJ, our mutual friend came over and did a formal introduction between the two of us. And uh, we shook hands and he said, you know, I'd like to take you to dinner. And I was like, hey, yeah, no, I'm married. And he was like, I'll take you and your husband to dinner. I was like, okay. <laughs> he flipped the script on a real quick. Um, but he, his, his whole thing was, how do you know all these celebrities? How do you know all these people? I want you to come work for me, like all in one night. This is the stuff he said to me. And I'm looking at him like, little boy, seriously? Like, I don't even know you. I, I didn't know him as a boxer, I just briefly heard little things about him. And later in life, I found out we grew up 45 minutes away from each other. Isn't that Man, amazing? Crazy. So needless to say, um, we kept running into each other. We didn't exactly um, exchange information that night, but we kept running into each other. Finally, we did. Um, and then we just had one impactful night of communicating. And he let me know all the things that he was going to do. And I have to say this, he did all of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's amazing. Um, over the course of life. Yeah. And I was listening to him and I was trying to insert myself in where I would fit into this. And I, I, I still didn't get it, but he was very animate about me and you can do this. You know, you can help me on the mm -hmm. entertainment side and, and I'm going to be the best in boxing and we're going to do this. So he wanted to build a, a record label at the time. And of course he knew my, my experience working with LaFace. So uh, we started there. And um, he didn't pay me very well. So I had to always Excuse keep me? another job Wait a minute. on the side. Now, this is the beginning. Now. Oh, okay. This is, the beginning. this is the late 90s, okay? This is before Money May. He was Pretty Boy Floyd, okay? Yeah, that was so, um, true. He was That's working funny. towards it. So, you know, I was contributing to that. From um, I was a founding president of the Floyd Mayweather Foundation. I helped him. I was very instrumental with uh, Filthy Rich Records, which morphed into Mayweather Music. Um, we had great artists. We had wonderful, well-known producers, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam working mm -hmm. with us, Avila Brothers. I mean, the list goes on of the, the magnitude of people that were coming around and wanting to um, pretty much do business with what we were doing. And um, I was also the right hand to the champ. I mean, I was the gatekeeper when it came to getting him on certain interviews. Um, Floyd told me, he said he wanted to be a household name. You know, he didn't want to just be known in the boxing industry. So, you know, myself, his team, um, Leonard Ellaby, a lot of us, you know, came together and trying to, you know, contribute to getting him to do other things like Dancing with the Stars. He did <laughs> WWE. I mean, these are all the things that I was around and I was a contributor to as well as, you know, obviously he was the face, but there had to be somebody behind the scenes making, making it happen. It happen. Making and it, it was, happen. Um, but it was a team of us, but you know, I was one of the leads on that team along with his management, um, Leonard Ellerby, uh, and then connecting him to a lot of music industry moguls, which I did because yeah. I knew those people and that was the, the direction he wanted to go. So, um, I worked for, with Floyd for, uh, 12 years, and I had to say 12 years off and on because we did take a little break um, in 2003. I'm sure we got he to was a piece of work. Yeah, he was. He, was, <laughs> he is. I mean, he is. <laughs> he is. Um, yeah. the, the most but, important thing is, did you renegotiate your contract? <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely had to renegotiate yeah. the contract. I mean, after, you know, um, when he started really getting that money, yeah. you know, of course, he started making things yeah. happen properly. And, and I appreciate Floyd. You know, I always appreciate Floyd. I, yeah. I appreciate everybody that I've worked with because... 
And I'm not just talking about the famous people. I'm talking about the people that really sat sat back and educated me and poured into me, you know, so I could flourish and take the knowledge that I was given and the experience and transition on to the next project or the next, you know, influencer or even to now feed myself. There you go. So, so Tasha, when you're working with a client, and stuff and you sit down like Yolanda does as a branding expert and she sits down with me I I'm got to say this on air thank you so much cuz that's why you're on the show and she's kind of like you are to your people she's like that to me she you know if I mess up she'd be like hey Dre so, I'm on her too do you see <laughs> to, to, she does. I guess to see what you guys do for a living both of you guys What's the one thing that you look at or that inspires you to really take that person and take them to the next level? And uh, do you you ever turn people down or say, you know what, you need to do a lot more? Or do you have to sometimes get rejections? And then if you do, how do you do it? And then how do you determine who you really want to spend that time and effort into? Because this is a business. No matter how you look at it, it's a business. Yeah. So I coach, right? So I'm in a coaching business, which her business is a little bit different from what I do. So from my perspective, I'm assessing readiness. Okay. That determines whether I will work with you or not. I see. That's why you're here. You can have (laughs) the best story in the world. You can have the best intentions in the world. But I'm looking at, are you ready to act upon it? Are you really ready mentally to take yourself where you say you want to go? Okay. Because oftentimes we have a growth mindset, but we have mediocre behaviors, Booms. darling. They don't understand that. So so for, for Tasha, yours is a little bit different from that standpoint where she's been, you know, uh, you know, I, I think you just kind of fell into your stuff because of the connections and network that you've had. I mean, I'm sure some of it's intentional, though. Yeah, I mean... It really, I did. I just kind of fell into mm-hmm. it. And and thing is, is and I don't know, I have a loyalty and I can't say it's a bad thing, but sometimes it could be a little challenging and stand in my way because sometimes I'm a loyal to a fault. And so if I believe in you and you believe in you, and that's really mm-hmm. important because working with a client that doesn't believe in themselves and they're, they're, they're believing more in me than themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's a client that I probably won't um, work with yeah. because it won't go any further than that. You have to believe enough in yourself, you know, and then because I have to invest my time in you. So if you don't invest your time in yourself, then what's the purpose? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. you can take the horse to the well, Trough. but you can't make it. That's right. Or, That's right. Know? So I just need to make, and that was what really like fascinated me about Floyd because like I just told you guys, everything that he told me in the beginning, like I'm going to do this down to how many children he was going to have. Like literally this man has planned out his life and how much money and, you know, and I, I watched him manifest so many things. And, you know, just even from being, you know, an undefeated fighter to just where he is today. And I mean, with someone like that, you know, that believes that much into themselves, yes. like, he made me believe in myself. Sometimes I remember running with him one day and I was like, oh, he said, you can do this. We're going to run five miles. And I was like, Floyd, I haven't ran in a long time. I can't run five miles. <clears throat> he was like, you're going to run three. And I was like, okay, now mind you, I haven't ran in a long, long time. <laughs> this dude runs all the time. Right. So we're running and his entourage is driving next to us and we're running and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm, I'm half a mile in. I don't think it's going to work for me. Floyd's like, keep going, Tasha. He was like, look at that stop sign in front of us. That's your mom about to get hit by a car. I'm like, what? He's like, and if you stop, <laughs> bye-bye to mom. I'm like, okay, I'm going. And now I'm like, okay, this is going to be my stopping point. And the, in the, in the, in the, um, the entourage, you're like, come on, keep going, Tasha. Or you can stop. You can stop. They were kind of halfway there. And Floyd's like, don't you stop. Don't even listen to them. He was like, keep going, keep going. And, you know, Pushing by then I'm like the three miles in. Yep. And it's I'm just listening to him. He's like, follow my voice. Just listen to me. And as I was doing that, I was like, dang, like, like, if this is his, I did three miles that I had in a long, long time. If this is this dude's mindset in the ring, he's going to be undefeated because yeah. if he's thinking about these type of things, the thoughts he's put in my mind that, you know, you're going to go and, and give it. your all in. Yep. Push like, it to the limit. Push it to you know the what I'm limit. Saying? So, you know, <clears throat> from that experience, you know, I look at my own life today, like, gee, girl, you know, the champ does, you know, this person does they get up early in the morning they stay up late at night they have to go and do what they have to they have to go the extra mile and 
what makes you any different in your lane? You know what I'm saying? Own that lane and go the extra mile. Outwork the next person. And um, that was one. And I mean, trust and believe there hasn't been a client <laughs> since Floyd that has had that spirit. You know, now mm-hmm. I have that spirit and I'm trying to put it in others, you know, put mm-hmm. it in others. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about. OK, so at some point you made that transition from Floyd. You wrote the book. And uh-huh. then went over to Action Coach. Can you take us through there? And then that'll take us into Vanguardian. Yes. I mean, it just got real. <laughs> I was working with Floyd and I was making money. And um, when I stopped working for Floyd, uh, things got a little challenging financially. Um, but I did take some of the money that I made. I invested it into a boutique. So it didn't go straight from Floyd to Action Coach. I self-published. Oh, okay. I wrote and self-published my book. There was mm-hmm. a little income there. I went to, um, I had my boutique. It was a celebrity consignment boutique. So a lot of celebrities donated their clothes to my boutique. And I sold the items for profit and nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously the books residuals are up and down, you know, um, that's income and the store was going here and there. Um, during this time, I I lost my father, my pillar, my, 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 my biggest supporter ever. So it kind of, my whole life took a turn, you know, kind of like just the life I knew before just took away a big turn. Mm. And now my daughter's about to go to college. And this is when it really got real. I said to myself, Tasha, you're going to have to go get a job. You're going to have to go work for someone. You know, now I've, I've been working for myself. Um, besides working with Floyd, I've been working for myself for many years. So <laughs> this is a funny story, but <laughs> I say, Kevin, I'm going to go get a job. And he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the gas station to get a newspaper. And he, this is like 2015. <laughs> he started cracking up. <laughs> he was like, What's he was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was, was like, gonna what? Go to he the was like what do you mean you're gonna get a, a newspaper at the gas station? He was like, girl, you need to get on LinkedIn. That's how long it this took for me to have to, you know, funny. I never had to like go and apply for a job. Like when, that was back in the early nineties when I was doing stuff like that. You guys, you this is too good. So. Y'all need to share. If you are on, we are on live right now. I mean with the <laughs> with the funny, excellent, wonderful entrepreneur Tasha Robinson White. Please y'all share this with somebody because this is a story. Did you just hear all the stuff that she has been exposed to, had the opportunity to surround herself with from experiences, knowledge, celebrities, entertainment. It goes all the way up and then somehow life has that way of crashing back down. Yolanda? She needs to know about Indeed.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take Indeed. somebody like her, and she think in 2015, she's she going to get, get a newspaper, newspaper and Indeed.com. get some <laughs> LinkedIn. Facebook. But this is the deal, y'all. I, I, I didn't have all this time. I've been working for myself. Yes, so right. we understand. Well, I was we like, that was just weird. I understand, And so sis. I went to LinkedIn, and I applied for a few jobs, and... Um, Action Coach was one of the few that actually, um, you know, hit me back or whatnot. And I was like, okay, they needed someone to help in marketing. And I was like, I can do that, you know. (laughs) Um, So I went in and I did a group interview first. And I thought that was really strange because I hadn't had a group interview (laughs) since I was a flight attendant. I was going to say, have you ever had a group interview? (laughs) I did when I was a flight attendant back in the day. Anyway, so I... um, (laughs) <laughs> so I did the group interview and then I left and I felt like I killed the group interview. I felt like I was great. I was like, I knew I was, I was the one in the, in the room. And, um, they called me back and they said, Hey, the role that you applied for, um, we gave it to someone else, but the CEO wants to create a role for you. You impressed us that much. Oh wow! So I was like, wow. Okay. Well, what's, what's a pay, you know, whatever. And I'm embarrassed to tell you what it paid, but I needed a job at that time. And I was like, okay, let's see what happens. So um, I started the job and I told my husband the day I went in, I was like, this is not going to last long. This is probably six weeks. Let me get a check or two and let me get out of here. Well, it flipped. And this is where, you know, God has a plan for you. Um, Even though the money wasn't where I wanted it to be, the education Mm -hmm. that I got Mm -hmm. from the experience, Mm -hmm. um, the, the, 
the opportunity to work with people all over the world internationally. Amazing. Um, I was doing events, um, and, and events is my is my baby. That's that's really what I do. But I was doing corporate events and conferences and award shows, um, and I I just forgot that I was making this little bit of money because I was being educated and I was meeting people and I was connecting with people, and that lasted for five years. Like I was just there like, Whoa, you know, and what I was doing at that particular time was I didn't know I was really just pouring into myself and, and, and building on my brand and connecting with more people to she's a master connector, by the way, a master connector. I'm, I'm I'm listening. Her list is, is vast, but you know what I like about what she just said was you was faced with adversity now times have changed and most entrepreneurs you had to go out things changed as things changed and now you got to go out and get a job and once again do what you got to do you know about indeed.com and all other things (laughs) and do what you got to do but you stayed in that beast frame of mind the whole entire journey knowing that if nobody else was going to believe in you. You was going to believe in yourself. Even with the job situation, you you know, you didn't make enough, but you took that opportunity and realized, wow, I can still take what you're doing she right took, now. She was taking the lessons. That's what yeah, she was doing. And ran yes. with. I met her at the Black Enterprise uh, Conference a couple years ago. So we've only known each other for a couple years. Is this what you told me in the car and, coming over here? And I mean, I don't remember what I told you. I'll but, tell you after you get done. Okay, but I, but I, <laughs> but I connected with her. I, it was just something about her and I was like I really like her you know and I didn't know what it was but I could tell that her energy her spirit and she was getting ready to be doing things you know but something about me just said I need to be close to her Mm -hmm. never knew what it was contacted her we stayed in touch and then I started coaching her and you started coaching I started coaching her Oh, yes, okay. Yolanda yeah. is my brand coach. Yeah, Yolanda is my big sister. She's my mentor. Yolanda is my girl. You yes. see, you see why she's sitting here, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> but, but but what I saw was I saw someone behind that needed to be in front. Right. And I had to figure out what was holding her back from really getting the greatness and achieving that visibility that she deserved. Because see, when you're behind somebody. You know, Floyd Mayweather can can his name is going to be all over the place. Her celebrities that she supported is all over the place. You don't even know Tasha exists. I mean, I'm not saying not it totally exists, but you really wouldn't know. I didn't know she was behind those people or had worked with I those didn't, people. I didn't those are, that's what you don't know. But I saw something in her that said to me, "You need to take a leap of faith and put yourself out there." That's you know. exactly what she said driving over here, Tasha. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what she said, yeah. word for word. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, and put yourself out there, and uh, you can take the rest from there, because tell them where you are today. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. no doubt. Um, exactly. Um, after talking to Yolanda, we, we met at the Black Enterprise Women in Power here in Vegas, where I live, um, and it, it just, I, I felt the same way about you. Something about our energy, you know, when you meet mm-hmm. somebody, I mean, there was tons of women. I was there with my five core girlfriends I grew up with and it was just something really special about you as well. And, um, then I noticed that you were, uh, you, you and I had a, a mutual friend, Linda Clemens. Yes, yes. And I was like, okay, she's gotta be good people. And you also knew my girlfriend, Stacia. So yep. I was like, Shout she's gotta to be good Stacia. people. Like I got two witnesses <laughs> saying this and then my inner spirit is saying great things as well. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, uh, Yolanda and I exchanged information and maybe about a week or two after all of that, I reached out to her and I said, listen, this is my plan. This is where I was with action coach. I was like kind of miserable. Um, cause I felt like I was, I was, I, I, I hit my plateau with them and I was like, but I still enjoy doing this. And I didn't know how to make the transition. I knew I wanted to start my own business. I knew, some things I wanted to do, but I just didn't know how to do it. And um, Yolanda took me through the branding uh, for success, like a whole program. I mean, I'm talking, she ain't no punk, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. She had me crying, you know what I'm saying? Like really digging into myself, digging into my brand, digging into things that I probably would have never said out loud. Um, but she, she's really, she really challenged me to, to get my stuff together. And, um, 
And she even helped me um, along. She helped me and along with another coach create my exit um, and try to figure out what was next for myself. Mm -hmm. And so um, what happened, she gave me some assignments and um, I went on and, and, and tried first. I needed to to figure out what my brand was going to be, what I wanted my brand to be. But even before that, like she says this too, like you're your brand before you create your company. They see you before they see that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's so many nuggets. We could be here for hours and I could tell you all the stuff about Yolanda, but I no. think <laughs> she's worth the investment. I just need to tell people that y'all need to go get coached up if you don't know. But anyway, she challenged me um, to basically find like, what is it? What's your title, Tasha? What, you know, who, who are you? What do you, you know, what do you do? You know? So I started writing words down and I had a word, had friends of mine and colleagues of mine, like give me descriptive words about who I am and who they see. And it was really consistent. I sent Remember it that back. exercise, Andre? <laughs> I had not done in mind yet. <laughs> very important. I'm telling you, that's very, very important. He's resistant. You know, and what you can find out is what people see you, how people see you may not be or may it may be or may not be what you see in yourself. That's right. Incidentally, for me, what I saw myself aligned with a lot of things that my my colleagues and my friends and in my tribe thought of me. Mm-hmm. So which made that part of the process really, really easy. Um, and then I started to figure out, like, you know, names for my company um, and, and, and thinking of that. And I realized where I got the name, I'll be honest, like I, I, I was looking up words and I was thinking about what I do. I'm the forefront of movement in action. And I found that as a term in the military, the Vanguard is the forefront of movement in action. So go. that's where I came up with the Vanguardian, Vanguardian Global. We are the forefront of movement in action okay. throughout the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm Mm -hmm. not thinking small here, y'all. I know that's right. I know. Go big or stay at home. And Vanguardian Global, you guys, is not a business, not just another business. To me, this is a movement and this is a springboard for not just myself, but for others. But I'm leading it, you know, and through my leadership and through my community of connections, collaborations and creativity, you know, we're going to we're going to take over this next Next couple of years, you guys stay tuned because the Guardian Global has a lot brewing. And um, we specialize in events. We um, book speakers, mm-hmm. athletes, and entertainers. And we also do, um, we are um, certified uh, behavioral practitioners over here. So um, if you know about DISC, uh, I can definitely give you a DISC assessment. And we have teams that will be able to help you with team building, um, personal development. You see me? Um, <laughs> all, you know, my speaker are you seeing my speakers yeah that's Yolanda. I'm, I'm a little dis- i'm a little disappointed here wow <laughs> well, you, know, you gotta play to pay now you gotta, you gotta get in there yes. um, so t- and then, you know, t- is this is these services affordable to people that young entrepreneurs that are just starting out and you know income it takes it, it, you hit it i don't know it pays you gotta pay, pay to, to pay, pay. But right. a lot of people don't understand that. So is this affordable for people that are well, just Well, before she out? answered that, let me just say this to you. Okay, because we get into the price. Okay. First of all, you don't pay for anybody's time. You pay for the value, right? That's number right. one. Number two is your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. I just wanted you to say that to the viewers. Please. So, so the <laughs> point is, is that... I hope it's expensive because if it's expensive, then you know she gives you. You're going to wing out the people that are serious. Readiness matters. Remember going back to the readiness. She's working with people that are ready to be on the stage. She's working with people that are ready to get out there and and brand up and get themselves together. So I mean, in the forefront of movement action. Yeah, I mean, y'all ready? You're not coming to me. Um, in the infant stages, you know, we're you're ready to go. She's ready to put them out there. Yeah you know, take in the, um, the, everything that we want to provide you, you're ready to take in for that. And I mean, obviously we work with people, but again, we, we're not a business to, to, to just 
get you to one level. Like we want to be a springboard where you take it to the next level, but you never forget. I talk about LaFace Records, right? Mm -hmm. Now LaFace Records no longer is a, is a business, but when you think about LaFace Records and you think about all those awesome artists and those, those moguls in, in the industry, you know, you remember that was a movement. Absolutely. That wasn't just a business. That was a movement. That's a good point. And so where I am today, Vanguardian Global is not just a business. We're a movement. So the people that the faces that you see on that website and, and, and the people that we work with, they're part of this movement. They're going to go out in this world and they're going to keep saying, but guess what? They're going to say, well, we connected at Vanguardian Global. There Whereas you I go. can say I connected with so many people at LaFace La Records. Records yes. I want, so everything that I've learned in the past, you know, I've thrown out the bad and kept the good. <laughs> there you go. You know there you saying? go. And there I'm you go. It, and then I'm I love it. Here you know, with this pot of seeds that we're going to water, you know, there's going to be so many other businesses yes. and, and, and influencers that grow as well. Not to mention we're going to grow. And you know what I like about her? Let me just tell you this too, because one of the things that Tasha is committed to, it's not just about have she don't need the big names to help them get to a stage any right. longer. She's trying to help people like you and I, who have a platform or really want to elevate to the next level, but not everybody knows we exist, you know? They don't. Uh, well, 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 let me do this real quick since they don't know we resist. This is the Andre the Beast Crazy <laughs> Show. Please subscribe, rate, like, and review, share. and share. I got yes. in studio my beautiful co-host, Yolanda <laughs> Smith, Brandon Esper, and we got all the way from Vegas, Vegas. the one, the Sin only, City. Tasha, Tasha Robinson-White. Yes. Well, we're about to wrap up, but Tasha, I wanted to do one thing. I wanted to share with our viewers as we think about Vanguardian's movement can you share a little bit about what's next? I know you said you can't give all the secrets because you got some stuff going on behind the scenes. But she, I know she got to share it here. She got, but you can say you can tease <laughs> well, us at least. I, what I will say is, when I'm able to expose everything, y'all have to bring me back because I have okay. a lot to say about it. Yep. However, we are about we are putting together a very epic event that's going to take place in September 2022 here in Las Vegas. Now, this event is going. It, it's been done before. Okay. Mm -hmm. In other cities, it's been even done here in Vegas, but it hasn't been done with the Vanguardian global touch. Ooh, and I think when I'm I say the Vanguardian global, let's just think about every experience. We just talked about my resume. We talked about all the different people that I've worked mm -hmm. with. We talked about all the different brands that I've worked with. Can you imagine bringing all those people and all those influences to one spot? That's yeah. a powerful movement. And I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm coming. But we're, I'm just going to say we're this. We're coming to that. We're coming. Y'all need to be at the spot. <laughs> we will be September there. September 2022 All here right. in Las Vegas. Yes, so, yes. so what I hear is that you want me to uh, wrap up my entire studio yes. and come out there. All, we, we're all going to come out to Vegas and we're going to do a live stream from woo! this amazing event. I think that's what we just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> now, that's something we definitely need to talk about. Make it definitely happen. Need to talk about that. Oh my God, Absolutely. this has been and such a thrill. I am writing another book. I do, I have to let you guys know that I'm in the middle of writing my second book. Right. And it's pretty much going to pick up from where Right Hand to the Champ, 13 Lessons That Changed My Life. Yes. Um, it's going to pick up from there and it's going to go up until where we are today. Where can they get um, your it'll book? It'll be another part of my premiere. Excuse me, say that again. Where, where can they get your book? They can get this one because we wanted them to read That's this on Amazon. One. You and can get Amazon. it on Amazon. Okay. Um, All right. Barnes and Nobles. It's available everywhere. Okay. Um, right Hand to the Champ, 13 yep. Lessons That Changed My Life. But I will say this. That was a different, uh, that, was a di that was Tasha that wrote that book. <laughs> that was me. But who I am today, Yes. I've just grown. I you know, love I've evolution. Grown. And I'm very authentic and transparent in that book. You know, I tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. I share my lessons. And trust me, I am still learning lessons to this day. But I know one thing. I have a great tribe around me, Yolanda. And, you know, my dad. Uh, 2K girls and my family and friends here in Las Vegas and all over. Um, so yeah, like it takes a tribe. You don't yes, do all this stuff by yourself. I know that's right. You know, and that's very very important. Before we wrap up, I got a question that we we want you to leave the viewers. Your your 
thank you for really taking the opportunity. I know this was yes, like last minute. It was. You came thank in. You. And you, you came in with the right champ, knocked <laughs> to the beast, and left to Yolanda, won to Jason. I mean, you, the viewers, you're like knocking all over. But how? what can you leave the viewers with that same energy, that same spirit? This, this is what I like to say, too, since you and Yolanda's on here. Yolanda said something about how you guys met and how we met. And I tell people like this. People come into your life for a reason. Yes. It's your actions and your attitude that determines the outcome of that. Right. With that said, leave the viewers with something inspirational that has kept you going and kept you in that beast frame of mind. No pressure. (laughs) You're on the clock. (laughs) Well, I was going to keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? If If you don't do anything, you need to know who you are. You know, one of my coaches, Sherry Riley, she coined this phrase, peace is a new success. And um, that has been with me a lot because, you know, even though I had all these great jobs and I was amongst all these cool people and I was in these awesome rooms, I realized that I wasn't always at peace. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I may have been, you know, doing something that might have not just been what I really wanted to do, but I was doing it because that was what we were supposed to do. And that was what the group was doing. Like I needed to be at peace with every decision that I make, you know, everything that I do needed to align with within myself. And I think that comes from maturity as well, but we, you know, a lot of times we think money is peace. We think, you know, relationships are peace or all this, all this other stuff, you know, is peace, but peace starts within. That's right. That's where we need to focus on when it's, so when it's, when it's not hard, now things, you're going to have challenges, but when, when, you know, things are flowing, continue to flow. But when you run into that challenge, don't completely get discouraged. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, you ha- you, you need to turn left instead of right, because okay. this, that's why you're getting the resistance. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So make sure it always aligns. And if you get into a stumble, just, just stumble. So, you know, peace is a new success. I didn't coin it, but that's something that, that resonates with me all the time. And then also, you know, uh, have the right tribe. You know, if you don't have people like Yolanda in your life, that's going to say, uh, straighten your crown. Okay. <laughs> Get it together. Fix your you face. Know, you need yeah, fix your face. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Breathe. You need people like that. You know what I'm saying? And tell you when it's wrong, when you're wrong, tell you, you know, hype you up when you're right, but you need to have that right group of people around you. And it doesn't always have to be people. You know, books can be tribes, too. I've gotten some really great inspirations from a lot of writers out here. Mm-hmm. Um, Minda Hart is another good writer mm-hmm. that you guys should kind of pay attention to. She she keeps it 100. Yep. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. I am excited. You know, I just want people to know, be on the watch out because she's getting ready to make this movement extend far beyond even her own imagination. I believe it in myself. (laughs) Tasha, thanks so much for being on our show. This has been another episode of the Andre Andre, the the Beast Show, 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 show. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you.